0: Namaste, it's Renee, and welcome to my podcast, Peace, Love, Abundance. Yeah, today, I am actually recording this today on the winter solstice of 2018. However, I do believe that this podcast can be really relevant any time of year or any season because I chose to talk about change and transition, It is actually a recording from my third Thursday Talking Dharma. If you aren't aware, every third Thursday of the month, I take time to do a live broadcast on YouTube and do what I call Talking Dharma. And Dharma is your true path. It's uh, what makes you authentic, makes you the Uh, the individual that you are. And so I just like to, every third Thursday of the month, take the time to talk Dharma, Dharma talk. And... This episode I am sharing on my podcast. I usually do end up sharing them on my podcast as well because I really think it's uh, great information to share and my podcasters enjoy it as well. So that's what this episode is about. So tune in, stay with me here, and I will switch to the recorded version of the Third Thursday Talking Dharma on Changes and Transitions. Namaste. Aloha, mahalo for joining today, if you are joining. My name is Renee, and I'm coming to you live from Maui, Hawaii. Real quick for a moment here, Dharma, if this is your first talking Dharma, your Dharma is your your path, your true path, what makes you who you are, what makes you the authentic person and the individual that you are, and we each have our own Dharma, and You know, sometimes we kind of know right away, boom, somebody knows right away. A good example would be like Aretha Franklin. She never took a single swimming or swimming. (laughs) Who knows if she took swimming lessons or not, but singing. She never took a single singing lesson and uh, she was amazing at singing. Uh, LeBron James, best basketball player out there right now. And... You know, it just comes easily to them. So those are a couple of really good, obvious examples of dharma. Now, some of us as, as simple folk, you know, uh, sometimes it's not as obvious to us exactly what our dharma is. But now that I'm mentioning it and you're starting to ma- it's starting to make you think, you're probably going to start realizing what your dharma is. I joke around that my dharma is to just talk. Hence, I love doing this talking Dharma because it gives me an opportunity to talk. With talking, though, I like to share. I like to share my knowledge. I like to share uh, the love of yoga, the love of Ayurveda, health, wellness, anything like that, positive thoughts and thinking. And anyway, see, I'm just talking. I just ramble on sometimes. So let's get moving with this. Today, talking a little bit about change and transition. Tomorrow is officially the winter solstice. And so we have change and transition going on all around us. And with the winter solstice, we have the shortest day of the year, which yields to the day after that, it'll be slightly lighter, right? And so things start to build up. So it's a really good time to sit back and revisit some of your dreams, goals, and ambitions. And then as the days get longer, you build on your foundation and you um, become brighter every day as well. Learning, getting that internal fire to burn your what's called Agni and Ayurveda. And when your Agni is burning brightly, the internal fire, your digestive fire is burning brightly, then you're more apt to be able to digest whatever you're bringing into your body. And it includes food, but not just food. The way you learn, even when you watch the news, how you digest the news, what's going on in the world around you. Relationships, how do you digest relationships? And so anything, anything you put into your body in your life, how do you digest it? And then going along with that, how do you eliminate? So how do you make room for something new in your life? How do you eliminate something old and make room for something new in your life? So that's your Agni, your digestive fire, and getting that to burn brightly so that you can digest whatever's coming your way. You'll notice even it correlates. If you eat something that doesn't set well with you, you don't feel good after you eat it. Even your brain is a little bit foggy. It's hard to think clearly. Or if you have an upset stomach, it's hard to practice kindness. Uh, You're a little irritated, right? Or when you're hungry, you're hangry. Uh, So, you know, definitely all of it correlates. Our emotions are very much based on uh, what we eat, the timing of when we eat. And just how we take care of ourselves, right? So it all goes together. But we also tend to, around this time of year, especially if you live in a colder climate, the shorter days, it's colder outside, more darkness, shorter days, your agni, your internal fire tends to burn a little bit lower, of of less light sometimes inside that's why it's good to eat cooked foods this time of year to keep your internal fire burning give it warm foods so feed your fire some warmth and then again you might notice a correlation with your uh your attitude or your personality right some people really get seasonal disorder this time of year so obviously you're having low digestion as well As to how well you're digesting your surroundings, and you're starting to get depressed because you're just not digesting well. So, you gotta get that internal fire burning with some warm foods, a warm house, exercise. Exercise is a good way to get the internal fire going as well. But with the winter solstice, it's really a time of year where it's inflicting change. And the seasons change no matter what, right? Mother Nature changes. Whether we're ready for it or not, it happens. And we have this calendar year, 365 days of the year, that will also dictate um, our life cycle and a cycle of a year. We have the new year coming up. So both between the winter solstice and a new year coming up, it's a really good time to sit back and reevaluate your goals, dreams, and ambitions. And if you're sitting here thinking, well, I have none, then you definitely need to get that digestive fire going. And, uh, let's hear, I have some podcasts, even on getting the digestive fire going a little bit more. If you ever want to contact me, um, I can suggest maybe some books or we can work one on one to really get your digestive fire going. But right now I'm going to stick with changes in transition. So with what I'm trying to get at here is change is inevitable. Change is always going to happen. Even 365 days of the year. We're going to have another change, a new year that starts, right? And with that, we're getting older. So we're changing. We're getting older. Even though a new year starts, you are adding another year to your life. Now, I'm not saying this to be depressed or anything like that, but I do want to get you to wake up a little bit and understand that even though aging is inevitable, change is inevitable, inevitable. Um, transition sometimes gets thought of a little bit as optional, right? We think we have a choice that whenever change is going on around us, sometimes we live in denial. So we ignore it or we deny that change is happening, anything's going on around us. Um and or we can just get stuck because we're not transitioning with the change. We just get stuck. We get stuck in our old ways, our old patterns our old ways of thinking, our old ways of eating what we put in our bodies. When we are young, in our youth, we can pretty much abuse our bodies. We are invincible almost. You can eat whatever you want and you stay thin. Unless, you know, some youth these days, if they're not encouraged to get out and move and run around, or they're playing too much video games and watching TV, some youth can get overweight, or maybe they're inheriting some bad habits from their parents. Maybe you're um, feeding them food that may not be the best food for them. And because you forgot to transition and change, you're still eating junk food little bit, maybe overweight, or you've figured out how to maintain that weight, you still eat junk food, but you exercise like a fiend. But if your child isn't taking on those concepts, and then they might be gaining a little bit weight. Anyway, what I'm really getting at here is as a kid, we can kind of abuse ourselves a little bit when we're younger. And then we start to notice as we get older, oh, I just can't party the way I used to. I can't drink the way I used to if you take in adult beverages. Uh, and, and eating a junk food is like a major sacrifice. It tastes amazing in the moment, but maybe the next day you wake up and you're foggy and you're sluggish. That's that whole digestion thing, right? correlating what you ate to even being foggy or even achy and pain the next day. So as we get older, we change and sometimes we don't transition very well with this change. We still continue to live our old habits, our bad habits. We try to still abuse our bodies and we cope with the pain. So instead of transitioning and changing with our body's needs, we tend to learn how to cope with the pain or take pain meds or seek a magic pill for for depression and anxiety instead of possibly backing off on the caffeine or eating healthier or less fried food, whatever it is that um, less sugar, whatever it is that could be Messing up your digestive fire a little bit and making you feel sluggish and cloudy and achy and um, bad attitude, depression, whatever it is. It all comes together. I'm a huge believer that you can't have one without the other. You can't even have yin without the yang, right? You can't have nighttime without the day. We need both. We need all of it. And again, change is happening whether you want it to or not. The one thing that we all have in common is we are all getting older day by day. I am getting closer to 80 than I am to 20. I'll never be 20 again. I'm getting closer to 80 than 20 because that is what happens, right? I don't think you need me to tell you this, um, but more of just even a reminder and an encouragement and know that you're not alone. And let's hear transitions. We have to make them happen. Or you get stuck. So there's that other side where you're just stuck. You do your daily routine. You go to work. You pay your bills. um, But you don't have much else going on. You're just kind of stuck. Maybe even stuck in an era, right? We joke about sometimes where you see that person who's still dressing like they're in the 80s, 70s, 90s, whatever it is. But you can get stuck in an era, stuck in a mindset, stuck in a rut, Right. You could be writing a really low, 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 and you're stuck in it and you can't get out of it. And we have to navigate or invite transition into us. So we have to navigate and invite it in for it to happen. I believe that transition shouldn't be optional, but in our day and age, we've we've let it become optional because again, we can take pain pills to, to hide or cope with the pain of our body changing and not being young anymore and not being able to abuse ourselves or, or run or jump or do the things that we used to do when we were young and invincible. I do have some notes. I know this is live and, and very much somewhat impromptu, but I got a couple of things on here that I want to make sure we get into. And we are moving through nicely. Um, let's hear. Yeah. So we are learning to cope. We're learning to cope with our pain, um, instead of transitioning into maybe better eating habits or doing things that are better for our bodies, making sure that we're getting some yoga. Even our activities go from being able to, to pound our bodies hard all day, every day to maybe more of a restorative practice of yoga and getting even massage. And um, nurturing and taking care of our bodies rather than then go, 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 go. But you need to listen to your body and transition with the change. You can't just continue to think that what worked for you 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or 30 years ago will work for you today. Sometimes, ayurvedically speaking, we believe that our bodies can change daily, weekly, monthly. So even what worked for you last month may not work for you now. Cause especially again, if you live in a colder client climate, it's getting colder out because tomorrow's the first day of winter, the shortest day of the year, more darkness, lightness. So even a month ago, you had more lightness and radiation from the sun to keep you warm or help your levels of vitamin D, right? So even what worked for you a month ago might be different now. So you need to transition with it. And let's see here. Ooh, So also with transitioning, you need to learn to explore your passions. What is it that you're passionate about? You need to cultivate that. We as children are always encouraged um, to to think about what we want to be when we grow up. And then we grow up. And maybe even what you chose you wanted to be when you were a kid or a teenager, maybe you chose to be a nurse, you went to nursing school, and while you're making really good money, and um, it just may not feel exactly like you are doing what you were meant to do. So even getting into hobbies and passions, figuring out what you're truly pat or um, what you have a passion for. And whenever we start to explore that dharma, Then we start to even feel that internal fire, the fire, the whole, you know, sky above, earth below, fire within. And then your fire starts to burn a little more brightly. You have more energy, more productivity in your life. You're passionate about something again. And we're not always talking about passionate for another person, another human being. You need to find what what keeps that passion burning inside you, what helps you even find self-love. Loving yourself. And dharma, here's the thing. Even though we all have a dharma, we all have something that maybe we're naturally good at. You can't just sit on your couch and wait for dharma to come to you. You have to still make it happen. That's the thing about life in general. We have to make this shit happen. This shit doesn't just come to us. You have to make it happen. You can't just sit there and binge watch Netflix all the time and assume that, oh, you just haven't found your dharma yet or your dharma hasn't come to you yet. You need to turn off the TV. You need to put down the smartphone. Maybe even go out and sit with Mother Nature for a little bit and connect with yourself. Start to transition with the change. And even what your dharma was as a kid might be different than when you're in your 40s and 50s. Yeah, when you're a kid, yeah, you wanted to be either playing sports or video games or whatever it is. And now that you're in your 40s or 50s, you start to realize that your dharma is, I want to cook a gourmet meal or I want to do yoga, right? I want to knit. I want to quilt. Whatever it is, whatever it is. So your dharma will change and can change. But what happens is we tend to start to live through jealousy of other people's lives, or we think we need to keep up with the Joneses, or we start to focus a little bit too much on what we think society wants us to be right now or do. So we get too caught up in maybe Netflix and reality TV, and we start to think that that's where we need to be or we need to go. It's a form of jealousy to wish that you were somebody else, right? Or to wish that you're someplace else. When the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence, guess what? That's jealousy because you're jealous that the grass is greener over there. So you're not living your dharma if you're living through the grass is greener on the other side of the fence or you have any sort of jealousy for somebody else or even some kind of being enamorated or obsessed with somebody else's life, whether it's on TV or your neighbor. Or someone you went to high school with many, 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 many years ago. So your dharma. Finding your true path. Your true north. And you have to cultivate it. Again, you can't just sit on the couch and eat cake and watch Netflix. Although that does sound really tasty. Especially um, for someone like me who's avoided that kind of stuff in my life. I could really go for a piece of cake right now. Anyway. That's not your dharma. Your dharma is is staying on a path. So your your dharma, it, it it is a path. If you've ever gone walking on a path, you know to get to the other end of the path or to see what's up ahead on that path, you have to continue walking on it, right? You don't go to a path and just sit down. And if you do, you're going nowhere, right? Try it. Find a path somewhere. Be curious about what's up ahead but just sit down and do nothing about it. So dharma is is translates into a the word path because it is a path to to go on. And you follow it, you follow the path to see where it goes, but you're not following again your neighbors or what you think society wants you to be. That's not what you're following. You're not following the herd. You're following your path and to see what's up ahead. You have to continue to follow it and keep going. And you have to cultivate it and nurture it. You have to take care of your path. You have to take care of your body, your body, this vessel that we've been given. You have to take care of it and cultivate it. And it's just constant. Otherwise, you're not transitioning, right? If you don't cultivate these things and follow these things, you're just sitting still and you're becoming stagnant. So you have to continually to learn. Uh, Let go of old ways of thinking or doing things. Embrace the new. How many of you fought having a smartphone? How many of you fought even having a cell phone? Oh, this landline. This is all I need is a landline. I don't need to be um, connected to everybody when I'm on the go. How many of you resisted that? And now you're full on smartphone user. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you did transition, right? You transitioned into a smartphone. But I'm sure you remember the struggle and the resistance that it took you. And maybe it took actually society, everybody around you had it. And you had to evolve, you had to transition to be able to even get a job these days. As a yoga instructor, I rely on my smartphone a ton because somebody's always needing a substitute teacher for their yoga class, or they have a question about health and fitness, and I'm constantly answering questions. Sometimes I have to leave it at home, go to the beach, and enjoy life without it. Anyways, I am getting ready to launch and bring up my next round of my Cultivate Your Inner Yogi program or um, course. I started this a year ago. I'm really excited that it's starting to full circle that whole 365 day thing, right? Full circle. It's coming around again. This round, though, is only for for people in their 40s and 50s. I mean, if you're late 30s and you're getting ready to evolve into your 40s and you want to take it, let's do it. Or if you're late 50s, early 60s. There's a gray zone there, right? If you want to join us, join us. But I do want this to be more specific too. When we hit our 40s, late 30s, 40s, 50s, our physical body starts to change. I know this. I'm 47 and my body is not what it was when I was in my 20s or even 30s. So when the physical starts to change and starts to um be less important or less of what defines you, then you start to draw more inward and you start to realize there's more to life than looking amazing in a bikini or a swimming suit. Right. And so our mindset starts to change and we need to transition with that. Uh, because again, like I said earlier, I'm getting closer to 80 than I am to 20 because I'll never be 20 again. Even if I exercise like a fiend, my body is not going to look like a 20-year-old again. So cultivate your inner yogi. It's my program for 40s and 50s and anything on that cusp. And we will dive into this deeper. So even nutritionally, coming from nutrition from the standpoint of of being in your 40s and 50s. Nutritionally, what do we need? What's different than when we were in our youth and our 20s and 30s? And even um, mindset, we have a different mindset now. Again, like I said, we start to ditch the thought that I'm just this physical object that's to be desired, Um, that beauty is, is more than skin deep. We really start to understand what that means. And um, We start focusing a little bit more on that, a little bit less of going out and partying, a little bit more on hobbies. We start to pick up hobbies and staying in more, but feeling like we're getting more done because it feels good to um, have a hobby or whatever your dharma is. And... We also start to realize that even our physical activity, while we need to continue to exercise so that we don't become mush or as big as a house, we start to realize that we can't pound our body anymore. You can't jump off off cliffs and land on your feet without maybe your knee going out of place or something like that. So we start to seek out more restorative even activities for our bodies. We start to learn that riding a bike is easier on our bodies than running. So if you're a runner, I've met several runners as a yoga instructor. I meet people all the time. I've met several runners that had to transition into being a bicycle rider because it's a lot easier on their body, right? So in our 40s and 50s, we start seeking more activities that are more restorative for the body. So this round of Cultivating Your Inner Yogi, my program, is for 40s and 50s. I've also switched it up based on feedback from the last couple of rounds that I did. Based on feedback, we did it over a period with a, a different um, learning path to take. Uh, it was a little bit overwhelming. The feedback was is um, that they loved what they're learning, but with multitasking with their daily life, it moved a little bit too quickly for them and they weren't quite able to absorb the principles they were learning uh, before moving on to something else so i'm switching it up we're gonna do one um, concept per month so that you have a whole month to cultivate it and live it and learn it and absorb it before we move on to another principle within that month though it's not gonna be um to where I just put it out there one evening and you have to do it that evening. I am going to spoon feed you over the month, remind you, encourage you to, uh, to keep doing what you're learning. So it will be a good uh, 30 days of me just even sending you a quick email, um, group chatting. We'll get together do group chatting, one-on-one chatting, whatever your soul needs for that month. But that's what's cool about giving you a whole month to do it. So this will be spread out over four months instead of trying to cram it all in in five weeks. We're going to spread it out over four months. If you are interested in doing this with me, then make sure to email me or text me after this. Um, you can text me even through Facebook, Messenger, or email me. I'll put my email in the sh- in the notes of this here in a moment here. or Go to my website and there's a contact form. You can contact me. So if you're interested in this upcoming, it should start February 1st. So I'm going to wait till January to really push it and start signing people up. Uh, Because right now I have the Connecting the Dots going for the new year. My Connecting the Dots course is just a a one and a half hour course that you can do right now if you want to start today today. That will help you with your New Year's resolutions and set yourself up for success in 2019. Anyway, um, I have that going on right now. And so in January, I will be putting together the details and then the pricing and everything for the next round of Cultivate Your Inner Yogi for 40s and 50s. So let me know somehow. Shoot me an email. Tag me somewhere and let me know that you are interested I really want serious people because it does take a commitment. Most of all, you're committing to yourself, though. This is a commitment to you. You deserve this. Nobody in in elementary, middle school, high school, or even college prepared us for learning in our 40s and 50s. All of that is tailored to how young people learn and Now, in our 40s and 50s, as we're transitioning, nobody taught us how to transition. So cultivating your inner yogi. While there'll be a little bit of physical, like the restorative practice of yoga and some breathing, for the most part, this is going to be philosophy work. So even working on mastering our mindset, staying positive, following our path, our dharma, and how to stay on the path. So this is going to be a little bit more philosophy, but um, I'm a total junkie for it. I love studying this kind of stuff, and I love sharing it with you all. So contact me in some form or fashion or way to let me know that you're interested, so I can definitely get you on the mailing list when I start to pull together the details, the exact dates, times, and pricing for this. Let me know you're interested. Serious yogis only. For now, though, this is where I'm going to leave you please, please, please with the solstice tomorrow or whenever you're watching this, maybe it's already happened, but that's okay because it happens, you know, winter solstice got like three months, right? But as the days are starting to get longer, transition with it. Let your internal fire and your light burn a little bit brighter every day. Your Agni, as they call it in Ayurveda, sky above, earth below fire within let's let's get that fire going and as you're finding out in your 40s and 50s it's hard to keep that fire going or even older contact me if you're interested contact me if you have any questions about what we what I discussed this evening. Remember my dharma is talking and even talking dharma. Yeah so I'd love to talk let me know if you want to chat I'd love to be here for you. For now though, peace, love, abundance. And Namaste.